From the backwoods and the swamp waters of the Sunshine State, and all across America and the world, this is The Big and Wild Outdoors. With your host, Braden Gunn, Jonathan Swindle, and Glenn Kinman. Morning, everybody. It's hour number two of the Big and Wild Outdoors. Welcome in, everybody, to Water Talk. The conversations we have. Where we are uh, discussing the uh, mishandling and misappropriation of uh, certain water elements in uh, Hillsborough County. So uh, we got to call our good friend Glenn and get it all straightened up. It's, he knows water, and he's all good with it. Speaking of water, <coughs> today's going to be a rainy day. It's going to be uh 80% chance. Not necessarily where you are, but apparently it's going to be a gloomy, nasty, windy uh, day today. So, uh, your top much, of the hour weather. Not much in the activity realm uh, to go out and do, except if you'd like to go run around out in the woods, it'd be a good day to go out and what? maybe shoot some pigs or something. It'd be a good day to go nice and comfy to get out there and well, move light, around. Light rain starting at 10 a.m. That's what I'm saying. Continuing the, through two. The one stand I was going to put you in that I saw the deer at the pig and the alligator the other day i actually have a blind the entire way around it and a roof a portable tree roof on top of it so you you could stay perfectly dry in there out of the weather environment and at, at about 12 o'clock i'd go crawl in it so that way at about 2 two thirty, when it stops and <laughs> Big boy decides to get up because he's hungry. Shake off and yeah. go check his scrapes and do all that other stuff. Well, time to go check the scrapes. This rain has messed everything. He ain't up. gonna gotta, be out here. He's gonna be sitting in that house. I gotta he can do everything. I gotta go pee on a bunch of stuff now. The rain's <laughs> washed it all the way. Well, I turned around. That that rain has been helping that food plot that I planted out there in the woods. It's. Did you do turnips out there? Did you do that out there? I used a Hancock fall seed blend. Oh, that's right. That that Jonathan was using. Um, It's amazing because those deer would actually just go and spend time picking through that. And I think it's the clover. It's a salad bar. Yeah. They're picking through and eating different things right now. It's not like they just went through and mowed it from one side to the other. They'd go and walk around and you, pick something out of it and eat it and then go pick another something. You, you are amazed. It's just like me. It's amazing to me to watch deer and how they, like you said, you'll go out there one time, all the oats, they'll be nipping on them, and then all of a sudden you see where the clovers, like you said, the oats and the rye and everything else, they don't touch, and then the clover they start messing with. And I actually planted some of the, the rafe turnips like what you're talking about. And it's hilarious to watch them things. When they come up, they can't figure out what they are. And sometimes they nip at the the top of them a little bit. But what really cracks me up is when you go out there and you pull a couple of them and lay them, just lay them on the ground. Pull them up and lay them on the ground. And when they figure that out, it looks like you thought you think hogs have moved in. But it's not hogs. It's... <laughs> Deer, deer turning into hogs. So what are they pulling the turnips up and out, just eating the, the turnip and not the tops? No, they'll nip at the tops, but they don't. The, the turnips, you know, you've got the ball at the bottom. Well, uh, my, un- my uncle who did this in Georgia one time, he planted a field of them. They came up beautiful, and they were eating the tops, but they weren't messing with the bulbs. 
which the bulb gives him a lot of carbohydrates and stuff like that. He went out there and just pulled, went along and just pulled a couple up, went back up the next weekend, and it looked like, literally looked like a pack of hogs had gotten in there, but he checked his trail cameras, and it was the deer going through there, pulling them up out of the ground <laughs> to get to the ball <laughs> of the turnip. Well, that's, well, I guess they live and learn. I, I, I they're very smart animals. When you planted turnips out in your place that in one the, year. In my backyard. And how did they, did they, they learn to oh. learn that trick? Well, no, they never, I never pulled any up, but yeah. they turned around. They were definitely eating in that. Yeah. So. I know they like them. Pop, pop a couple of them out of the ground next time. <laughs> Step back and watch. Well, now I'm sitting here, it's, it's getting close to the end of deer season and I'm starting to think, you know, going into that turkey mode. Yeah. Um thinking about camp i'm thinking about turkey camp and and whatnot but i'm also thinking okay what should i plant now that might benefit the turkeys more than the deer i mean i got a deer plot right now going so you know what should i go should i is now the time to plant chufa or or something what 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 should i be planting the chufa is getting pretty close but chufa Everybody I know that's ever planted chufa and had really, really good success with it. I know some guys that plant it in the fall, uh, but I know a lot of guys that usually plant it uh, right there in the spring, springtime sometimes. But chufa is something, too. Once you get it established, it'll stay there. It stays there for a couple of years. So That's why uh, when Glenn went back with those eagle peas up there when he went to Illinois, that's why he used it because they were – Self-germinating, self-generating, uh, you know, self-perpetuating type uh, food plot. Once you got them established and got them going, no matter how much they ate them, it would. Well, but that's like the clover in that mix. The clover we've got in that mix. Once you get it going, a lot of times it'll sell. It'll redo itself. So, are you going to keep that food plot in the same spot? Is that what you're going to do? Yeah, yeah. Which one? You're not. T- it's not down in that swamp bottom, is it? I know no, you that- haven't. I don't think you've been to this spot. Ooh. It wasn't over by the uh, where uh, this B is shot Bill's his hog. Secret spot. No, nope. yeah, it must be the secret. Uh, yeah. the, the honey se- hole. The secret restaurant. Well, once you got a good restaurant, you know you don't like to share it. You like to keep it as your honey hole. No, I I share a lot. That, that's one thing I do. I get more enjoyment at going and watching somebody else, like these young kids, like your kids, and that going out there and enjoying the outdoors. Um, I get. I get a lot more enjoyment out of that than anything else, but I do take pride in if y'all don't go, I'm pulling the trigger. <laughs> Sorry about your luck. <laughs> so in other words, he likes to rub you and rub it into you. That's it's the agitator our, in our me. Just likes to rub it in, rub it in, do all that kind of stuff. So, oh boy, I guess we ought to go to Alan. We yep. got to get an update on this one. Yep. Alan, good morning. How are you this morning on this gloomy Saturday morning, my friend? Oh, let me tell you, you don't know about gloomy. I'm sitting, I'm sitting on the banks of the Boca Ciega Bay, uh, just across the intercoastal from from John's Pass, and man, you can't see five feet in front of the truck. It is just, it is, it's, it's nasty. <laughs> good day to be a duck. Is it fog? <laughs> is it foggy or is it just raining? Yeah, it's, it's sea fog. It's wet, and it's, you can't see no visibility and a lot of wind. Yeah, it's not a good day, that's for sure. Uh, good so, day to sit, sit in the car and listen to the radio. Yeah, well, that's what I said at the beginning of the show. I know a lot of duck hunters will appreciate this morning. This is yeah. duck hunting weather. They yeah. they like days like today, but 
I don't, would I don't that, know. I'd like to see them before they're five. Unless you got some sort of thermal foot. imaging on your 12-gauge, I don't think you're going to be able to see them. <laughs> That's what I was going to say, unless you... Uh, Point you blank know. range. Yeah. <laughs> Wait till they land. You, yeah, you probably have better luck with the cast net today. Oh, yeah, really? <laughs> so uh, how did the moho recipe go? What did you uh, end I, up doing? Well, you know, for the first tryout, uh, in, in, it was probably me, but I think I overcooked it a little bit. But uh, it was still good. There, there weren't any leftovers, so that's always a good sign. That is. Yes. That's a very good sign. Yeah, yeah, the kids ate it up. It was good. I tell you, those oranges, like you like you guys were telling me, they're, they, they don't mess around. They're pretty. <laughs> no. They're, they're, they're real juicy, but, boy, they are. Uh, don't try big. the juice. <laughs> oh, I, my, I, well, my, my doctor. My daughter, my 15-year-old daughter said, Dad, can I try one? I said, oh, yeah. Sure. Go ahead. Man, they're, they're good. You're going to love it. Yeah. yeah. With about nine pounds <laughs> of sugar on it. No, no. Yeah. I don't know what you could do tonight. Yeah. yeah, I don't think I've seen a kid's mouth pucker inside out like that, but it was uh, it was pretty interesting. Yeah, so, you guys were talking about the uh, turnips. Uh, um, you know, I moved back down here about five years ago from Wisconsin. I, I spent 10 years up there, and I had a little bit of land, and I – I imported some uh, trophy turnips out of Georgia and put them in a food plot up there in, in Wisconsin. And let me tell you, them deer would dig through three feet of snow to get to them. Mm-hmm. Wow. I mean, my, my food plot was like, like you said, like a pack of hogs. And at the time, they didn't have any hogs in Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Not too, too many now either, but they are there. But, yeah, those things would just go like somebody plowed it up and do three feet of snow to get to those turnips. And they're, they got huge up there. They, 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 the turnips were as big around as your fist when you've dug them up. And I tell you, they're pretty good eating on their own self. Yeah. Well, I guess it's the soil. You know, you got to remember everything that grows here is growing in glass. So there is no nutritional value in sand. So oh, I grew them in Lake Wales. Yeah, but I was, it, that's, it used to be I underwater. By 80, I was surrounded by 80 acres of corn. So. <laughs> Uh, yeah. a little it was variety. a good environment for them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, everybody I think they just come over to my house for dessert. Come yes. over for some uh, turnips for dessert. That's a good thing. I like it. Uh, what part of what part of Wisconsin were you uh, hanging out in? I was uh, about forty miles due north of Milwaukee. Forty miles north. Called, just outside of uh, Hartford West. Yep, not too far south of Appleton, um, Hartford West Bend area. Yeah, I, I we used to go to Appleton uh, every year. Uh, of course, because uh, the Packers were in our division, so every year we'd have to go up there, and we'd stay in Appleton, Wisconsin, except for the one year Absolutely. where we, except for the one year when the Packers used to do their home games in Milwaukee. Uh, finally made it and saw Milwaukee, but I used to love the woods around Appleton when we would drive in from the oh, airport. You, it, it was beautiful up there. You can't you can't beat it for both months of summer. <laughs> It's that yeah. six months of winter that got me at back at it. I had I, I told my wife, my wife's from the area, so I, I had I go back. I got a lot of family up there still. We go up for uh, we make a long weekend out of opening weekend, shoot five deer, and come home. Yeah, oh, that's what, that's Bill George in Pennsylvania. <laughs> well, I, I tell you, I I spent all winter sending them pictures of how nice it is. See, he's that guy. He's that guy. They well, make that makes twenty six people a day move down into St. Petersburg because he's like going, well, "Ah, you're freezing your it, butt off, and I'm on the beach." I, 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 t- I tell them all the time, we still know what our ladies look like. What? Because <laughs> right. they're all in coats. What are you talking? They're all about? in coats and yeah. fifty layers. And <laughs> they're all oh, healthy women up there in Wisconsin. I thought you meant because they only have to shave their legs like twice a year. Oh, <laughs> good gosh, Alan. Well, listen, uh, we got to take a break. You want to hang on, or you want to get out of here? 
I got to go back to work, fellas, but you enjoy your day. Appreciate you. All right, man. Well, stay safe out there. And remember, uh, we want to hear how it holds up to uh, the uh, ceviche. there for a second welcome back everybody it's the ah. big and wild outdoors hey there's bill george right there in that shirt that i wish he would burn that's one of my least favorites i will say that it's very this patriotic very i just patriotic. no 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 i don't care it's just it's just it's it's too loud in the wrong way it's in celebration of another terrorist taken off the board by is that what our <laughs> illustrious president is that what it was yeah, I said it. Sorry. One of the best memes I saw this entire week was a missile being launched off the uh, deck of a um, a destroyer, and a referee over in the corner says, "Iran is elected to receive." Yeah, thought that was pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> I like the orange one. I like the you orange like one. Yeah, one? I do. I like the orange. I'm gonna one. spread it around. But yeah, but that was just too. I don't know. America. I just don't get it. So anyway, Bill George is here, and well, uh, I, I think you ought to step up flip flops, shorts, and a t-shirt. You know, but what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> a man, come on, a man who never gets out of flip shop, flip flops, what? shorts, and a t-shirt. What He's got I, tennis shoes on today. I got, got tennis, tennis shoes. shoes. Yeah. Oh my gosh, you must have been expecting a muddy puddle. No, I got to go over to G five today, so I can't, <laughs> I can't flip flop around over it. But yeah. your fashion. Uh, Fashion sense is it's not the greatest. It's, what do you mean it's not and the greatest? You're critiquing my button-down shirt. It is. Uh, it is. It is pure Floridian. It's predictable. I mean, true Floridian. I'm not walking around, you know, with uh, some uh, neon tank top that I bought from the Mad Beach Surf Shop. Uh, you know, with a pair of jams on that I picked up at Bell's or you know by the beach. You know, I mean, it's just the fact that you know about that though. It kind of worries me. I used to live out on the beach when I was in younger <laughs> days, so I had to do a lot of uh, visitors. But anyway. And he uh, needed to pick up clothes because he lose it periodically. Yeah. Yeah, that's what those donation centers are for. <laughs> you can crawl into them at night. No, uh, welcome in, everybody. It's uh, the hour and over the uh, hour of the number two. Uh, one of the difficult things that we wanted to bring up and talk about on the show today was one that uh, came up. Really, kind of at the uh, beginning of the week, was a story that came out of the Carolinas. Was it north or south? I South can't Carolina. Remember. South Carolina. And uh, um, a father and a daughter who New were Year's out. New Year's Day. New Year's Day, when they were out there during a deer drive, um, someone mistook them for a, uh, a deer, apparently, and uh, ended up killing both of them. Uh, which is to me still, I, I I can't wrap my mind around that because I know accidents happen, but that's a kind of accident. How, how do you fall out of a tree stand? I can understand, but how do you shoot uh, a father and his uh, daughter, who is my son's age? You know, blonde-haired kid running around out there in the woods. How do you, how do you not know 
What that you they're call human it. beings. Yeah. yeah, that they're and and I mean, I see people who might lose focus if a deer's coming running, and they're focused on the deer and the person's in the background or something, and they they lose track of the fact that the person's over there, but. I come from a tradition where we did deer drives a lot. In Pennsylvania, you do not have dog hunting. Yeah. So if you're going to move the deer, we do deer drives. As a matter of fact, uh, our family was just very successful and, and took two with the flintlock on one drive up there just just this Christmas. Uh, now were they New shoot, Year's. So it's a rifle they were shooting, a flintlock rifle or a flintlock, flintlock shotgun? Rifle. rifle. Okay. And um, they took two does. Uh, in, in one little push, they took two does. It's a very effective means of getting the deer up out of their beds and, and basically um, putting them in the direction of the hunters. But I, I still can't fathom somebody shooting another person straight outright. It's just... I've never, I've, never, uh, I've never been involved in a deer drive, per se, I don't think uh, you know being a southerner all my life. It's oh, not we've something done lots. that we. I, I just never. The only time I ever was anything even close <laughs> to that was when they did a quail kick up, where in Texas on the big fields they put everybody in a lineup and you move through to push the quail, and as they kick up, you know you you shoot them. You don't use dogs, you know you just do it that way. And even then, dude, I I was very uncomfortable in that having. <laughs> People Dick with Cheney firearms, was next to you? Because firearms are... <laughs> no, I never hunted with Dick Cheney. That'd wow. Be cool, though. But uh, because you have people on either side of you with a, that mm. are with firearms, and I mean, dude, you are literally trusting your life to these people. Correct. Because all it takes is one quail going in low, swinging over you, and if you're not watching... Not only are you watching for quail, which is hard enough... But now you have to watch people on either side of you in case they swing well, that and you shotgun know, I mean, your way. You'd be able to hit the dirt or, you know, scream or do whatever you got to do, man. I mean, well, I just, but the, I in like situations it. like that, and this is something for me, when I read this story, this is my being that I've started the outfitting business, this is my biggest fear. And that's one reason why when we have people come into camp, we sit them down and I tell them, here's the rules of the road for what you're supposed to do. I mean – you always keep your gun pointed in a safe direction. When people come back to the house, I've told you guys this a hundred times, I've got a gun cabinet sitting right there in the living room, and I tell them before they come in the house, the gun is completely unloaded, and the gun itself goes into the cabinet, and the magazine goes in a different area, so that way there's no way that they're close enough to each other to hopefully for anything to happen but i mean and i'm like bill you know we've done my family started out dog hunting and of course when we stopped we did deer drives and all that before too and my biggest thing is is and and i reading the story i really couldn't get a grasp of it but how i know when we did ours the people who were driving were not quiet and you knew that they were it was a person walking through the woods because obviously that's like what you would say. That's what you're trying to do is to get the attention basically on you to get the animal to go well, in a different direction. We, we'd turn around. People would whistle. We'd do a crow call. We'd do something. Well, I knew people would carry pots and pans out there and are hitting. We're not. We're not. That, that I would just feel like an idiot going out there. But I did one time take a hog squealer 
and you want to talk about people freaking out in Pennsylvania, you start blowing hog squealer. <laughs> but you do that, and it's more for two things. One is as you're turning around and working to get towards the people who are the sitters, they're aware that you're coming and getting closer. So they're obviously looking for any deer to start slipping through. But in addition, they, they understand where your position is and – at the same time as you may, we may be going, you know, three quarters of a mile, mm-hmm. rolling over some hills that that blowing the crow call, or taking a stick and hitting it on the side of the tree, just turns around and allows you as you're in a line trying to hold that line, mm-hmm. stay so one person isn't getting way out in front of the other people. Now the people who are doing the drive are they allowed to shoot? We. <clears throat> Sometimes people doing the drives shoot more deer than the people who are doing the sitting. Yeah, because I, I that's what would freak me out. Because I remember I was up in Iowa with the wife uh, visiting her family, and I was traveling the back roads. I see all these trucks pulled over on the side of the road. Guys are putting on orange vests and getting guns out, getting shotguns out. And I was like, what the heck are they doing? And so I pulled over, and I was like, you guys all right? You guys looking for a deer or something? They're like, no, we're getting ready to push through these woods here. Mm-hmm. And there we got guys waiting on the other side. You know, we're doing a drive. We're just getting everybody. We're the pushers, and they're on the other side of the hill. I'm waiting to shoot anything that comes down over the top of the hill. And I was like, well, are you guys going to shoot? And they're like, well, if they come between us, you know, we'll shoot. And I'm thinking, God, that's just such a bad idea. That is just not a good idea at all, you know, if they try to run back through you. That's when somebody gets hit. What makes this story so bad, I think, for me, is that it's it's a father and a daughter yeah. who were, I don't know if they were sitting or, you know, the details haven't come out, if they were moving or if they were part of the, the drivers as they were, but um, they said that they were shot after being mistaken for a deer, so I don't know if it was shot From by what a, I a shooter I think they or were somebody. part of the driving crew. Well, it says that there are four hunters were attempting to move the deer. So there's not a lot of people in the woods if there's only four people that are walking. So how many people were, I, I you know, there's no details on who shot who, if it was a, a pusher or somebody was sitting on the ground. But if they were mistaken for deer, then they obviously had to be moving. Right? I mean, yeah. he, he just no, tells, no, they don't. Um, one thing to keep in mind is I don't know a whole lot about this particular situation is um, there is instances where faded orange has been represented, you know, thought of by somebody who's colorblind as brown. So that's that's something to keep in mind, too. Well, it was uh, nine-year-old uh, Lauren Droddy and 30-year-old Kim Droddy. Kim as in a man's name. Uh, that was her dad who uh, were um, who were killed. They were both wearing, um, they think they were both wearing uh, blaze orange gear safety gear uh but that hasn't that information hasn't been provided to the until the investigation is completed uh but they had a few accidents this year up in the carolinas this year uh they had uh, 16 hunting accidents so far 11 of those involved firearms two causing deaths the five others involved tree stand accidents like falls which led to one death as well so um it says uh you know hunting accidents they are rare I mean, most people take the time to, you know, identify that target. I know that 
back turkey hunting was worse. Deer hunting's even worse. Well, see, how many times? Yeah. How many times have we heard over the last five years? And you can attest to this hunting public ground a lot of the people who have been shot by other hunters because they think they're a turkey. Yeah. That's why I always hated gobble calls, man. They always brought some guy sneaking in. He's got a gobble call, and then all of a sudden you got some guy pops up 20 yards away. Oh, dude, I thought you were a turkey. Thank you. Thank you for that information. At least I know Jeez. my calling's good. Yeah, we really fooled that guy. But, you know, as uh, know good, what you're shooting at, people. Good friend of mine used to say, you can stare at it for an hour and you can swear up and down that it's a deer. Take the time, look away, look back, and see if it's still a deer. Binoculars. And binoculars will save lives. They really will. All right, not scopes. Don't look at it through your scope. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. We'll tell you more when we come back. It's brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoors and Brandon Ford. Stay with us. time i hear this song i'm torn between either funky cold medina or this song <laughs> welcome back everybody it's the big and wild outdoors Braden, jonathan bill george we're all in the studio today it's going to be a kind of a ooky day rains are supposed to get here just as the show pretty much ends today so we'll see it's getting quite breezy according to the AccuWeather window it looks pretty breezy out there right now so uh, uh, no rain as of yet. We had some. I came out. And streets were wet, so obviously there was some rain overnight. What streets? These streets in St. Pete. Were yours wet this morning? They weren't till I got over there towards the McDonald's right here by the studio, and it's like, well, did they clean their parking lot or <laughs> did they it rain? We cleaned it the Florida way. Waited till it rained and do it that way. It's no. all good. Anybody wants it, to know the feed it, times? It, I got those. And I tell you, this whole St. Pete straw thing. Driving me crazy. I get a drink today, paper straw. You know, it's really funny. You go to Pinellas Park, plastic straws. So. You go to Gulfport, plastic straws. You go to the beach, plastic straws. Mm-hmm. In St. Petersburg city limits, paper straws. Yeah. But you go into a restaurant where you're sitting down, all of a sudden there's plastic straws. How does that happen? Well, I, I don't know. I brought one with me. I had an extra one. <laughs> I turned around, I pulled that paper one out and chucked it. Here you go, birds. Not out the window. Make a nest. Put into the pile of trash in the car. Oh, I thought it went out into the street. And out out comes the... It's paper. It's okay. It's okay, yeah. You can throw them out the window now. Yeah. (laughs) I don't don't know. I'll wait till I get to the intersection with the million cigarette butts. Yeah, that's always a good one. Yeah, that's... Yeah, 4th Street Ganey is a good spot for that. Mm -hmm. Hey, um... Well, before the break, we were talking a little bit about the uh, unfortunate accident that happened when a father and daughter were killed while they were on a deer drive up in South Carolina being mistaken for deer, which, again, I just can't get it through my mind that how do you mistake that for a deer? But I, I will say that there have been many times where I'm in a tree stand in the sun as it comes up and you're looking at things in that light that's not quite bright, it's not quite dark, and you're looking, you're like, man, is that a deer? That Especially a- in the palmettos, and all of a sudden, one brown palmetto with yeah. a couple little yeah. things sticking up look like antlers. It's and- easy to get fooled, but, uh, you know, um, 
it was an old turkey hunt philosophy. If you're not sure, you know, look away. Look away. Quit staring because the more you stare at it, the more you turn it into a deer. Mm-hmm. It could be a stump with a branch behind it, and you're sitting there going, oh, that's a 10-point. That's a 10-point. Oh, my God. You have to literally calm down, look away, look somewhere else for about a minute or so, and then look back. Because by then, the sun's changed, and you look at it and you go, oh, it's a stump with a stick. Oh, I'm, an, I'm an idiot. But there have been times where, you know, you look at something long enough and you, you make that determination. Something like a deer drive, you don't have that, that length of time. You know, I, I don't what hunt do with dogs. you don't have that length of time? Well, you don't have that length of time to look at something, make a determination, look away, and then look back at it. We're not most running of the time, them with trucks. We're walking through the woods. Most of the people that I've spoken to that do deer drives, that deer's coming by them almost either at full speed or, you know, has been running in front of the dogs or whatever it is. And so that's why the vast majority of them shoot shotguns so that you can, you know, you can get as many pellets, many rounds out there at one time as the deer's moving by at a fast pace. It's not that it's meandering by. It's mosing. It's moving. It's it's trying to get away from whatever that noise is or whatever it is Bill George decided to bring out in the woods that day. And But on this one... If you're if that's what you're expecting in your brain, then how do you see a father daughter walking through the woods at a slow pace? Yeah. And then I, and I don't know the details of what actually happened. I don't know that I've seen anything in an article that really dictate you know what happened. So I don't want to speculate, but um, I I just have a hard time. But you have more experience with deer drives than I do, and you yeah. do too, Jonathan. I don't you know I'm not a I, I've never done that before. I've seen it, you know, seen the, the start of one. I've never been involved in one. Well, but I've known a million people in the state of Florida who do it uh, for generations. You know, the, walkie-talkie, CBs, you know. Blah, well, blah, blah, and that's blah. A, but there, there and again, and Bill will probably attest to this also, when we do ours, there's a plan in place. And you made, I think you made a really good point earlier because we try to do that with ours, is the pushers always try to stay in, in a, a line. In a line. Um, like one of my favorite shows that I've started watching and I have people ask me questions about all the time is the wild boar fever deal that they have on now where they're over there, of course, in France and all that. And that's how they hunt is they have drivers. People are on stands and they have drivers that push the hogs towards them. Well, but that's the other thing. They have a pretty extensive pre-hunt meeting to where they say, Okay, you can shoot these angles, you can shoot here, you know, you don't shoot here, you don't do this, you don't, you know, and that's I'm probably y'all's drives are probably the same way and ours were the same way with that too, that, you know, and like you say about the quail drives. I mean, I've been on the bird hunts like what you're talking about, and what's the biggest rule? Don't shoot at a bird below your head and don't swing completely to the side you only go to a 45 when you're shooting either direction and i mean to me after that it's on the hunter that's your responsibility that's what i mean you're when i when i said that when i was talking about the the quail drive that you know you're literally you're trusting the people on the, your right and yeah. your left to, to you know to to not shoot you i mean that's it i just i don't know man i've always been that guy who would rather you know i've heard him you, i've seen you're him you're not I've a had, very trusting individual you know what? <laughs> it's, 
I, I couldn't do like one of those ones, like those boar hunts they have over in Europe, you know, where these group of guys get together. YouTube, okay, I can trust you enough. I know you well enough. I've seen you shoot. Maybe that's not a good thing. But anyway, um, that's a pistol. I'm not going to say anything. And uh, that's a hey, Bill, bring that's, it on. No, that's Bill George's <laughs> thing. But um, <laughs> but if I show up there and I'm I'm with uh, 15 other Europeans who traveled in from France, Germany, Sweden, and everything else to be on this big boar hunt. I don't know anything about these people. And they're shooting semi-autos. I mean, a lot of those guys over there are shooting you know, SIGs, and, uh, but they're also shooting blousers, you know, straight Yeah, straight they're stuff. shooting bolt actions that can work. Like yeah, <laughs> like a semi-auto, and, and they're putting rounds down range. I mean, they're not just going bang, shooting a first hog. They're, you know, bang, 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 bang. I mean, they're throwing some lead out there. So unless those guys know exactly where they're going to be shooting, I don't want nothing to do with it. But like I said, the deer aren't coming running by you at a million miles an hour most of the time. They're staying out in front of the, the people walking in the woods. A deer will run a hundred yards and then stop and look at you. Mm-hmm. You know, so they're gonna they're gonna hear you coming and they're staying out there, you know, a well, little ways they, out in front. They're, they're not putting running. that safety buffer between the they noise put and themselves. Safety buffer in there where they feel comfortable that you're not an immediate threat. And they're they're just moving along. There's out been time I know there's been times for us and like when we used to run dogs, you'd see it all the time. The does and all that were the ones that would bolt and run and take off. But like your big bucks and everything else, oh, they're he's, just he's calculating. <laughs> he's just you know slip and slink and you know I've had we had a we were doing a drive one time and I remember this plain as day. And my uncle, we were walking along and we stopped to kind of make sure where everybody was at we're standing there talking and all of a sudden 20 yards away i'm talking he was at least an eight i know he was at least an eight probably 16 to 18 inches wide just like emerges out of this briar bush like what the i mean like rambo where the flip did you come from and we're both standing there dumbfounded like (laughs) there's one over here (laughs) someone's shoot it we're too dumbfounded to shoot it so well, and it was one of those minute moments when you're in the woods where you're like, "Did that just happen?" Because I mean, yeah, he sure popped up, saw us, and went, "Pew!" Other way. Well, if you got a group of guys and you want to turn around and do practice some drives or something, a place like Citrus that's in blocks is a good place to go. Yeah, because people could be on one road or trail, and you can come from one and push to that. It's a good defining line. I just had FWC one year when I was young tell me, well, that's harassing the deer. And I said, ma'am, I'm not here to harass them. I'm here to kill them. (laughs) (laughs) They thought me doing drives was harassing the deer. No. Are you allowed to do drives on management areas? Yeah. Why not? You're walking through the woods. Yep. Well, that explains a lot. All right. We're going to take a break. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. We're brought to you by our good friends over at Brandon Ford. Go by and see them today. They are team of the hill. Number one in the state of uh, Florida and the rest of the country. And uh, they will sell you a car or truck of your dreams. And then, of course, go by and see our friends over at G5 Feeding Outdoors. Still got great deals going on. I know it's a brand new year. Let's start off right. Go out there and see them today. This song always makes me drive fast. 
one of those ones where it just makes you drive fast. Listen, everything he's playing makes you think of something now. Well, all songs have memories. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's always true. Right? <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. It's Big and Wild Outdoors. Braden Gun. Some Chocolate better than others. You're going to be Diego's Petri dish. He's going to keep playing a different variety and see how you react. I can you're definitely a tell a uh, difference in the bumper music when you're on the board and he's on the board. Why? I played Led Zeppelin. I played uh, some stuff in there that was in there. What was wrong with that? You were playing Spanish commercials. <laughs> I did that because Carlos was here. <laughs> <laughs> did you see him perk up as soon as I hit it? I started playing it. He was like, yeah, Bill George, I'm <laughs> What's he saying? What is this commercial? I can't hear uh, so anyway, hey, uh, during the break, I know you probably heard the uh, the spot for Bone Valley ATV Park. Uh, today would be a great day to be out there riding around. Uh, nice and cool, covered, a little muddy. It'd be awesome. A little less duddy, dusty. Little dusty, yeah, it'd be good. But uh, don't forget that coming up on February 8th, Saturday, February 8th, is going to be the uh, the hunt for Sasquatch uh, that's going to be going on out there. It's another year. It's actually a 5K kind of a run out there. It's a, a deal that they do every single year. If you want to pre-register, it's $25 per person. You get a nice little swag bag and a race T-shirt. You can get all that done online. If you're going to wait till the day of, it's going to cost you 5 bucks more. Uh, it's going to be 30 bucks, and you still get the swag bag and T-shirt while supplies last. So uh, you can go to... Um, Polk County Parks and Recreation, I know on their Facebook page, they always have the information on there, or you can go look for uh, Bone Valley ATV Park. Uh, it's out there in Mulberry. It's a beautiful place. If you uh, want a nice, safe, good, clean environment to go out and ride your ATV or UTV or even your motorcycle, uh, you can go out there and do it. Not street bike, but, you know, dirt bike or yeah. enduro bike or whatever. Go out there and do it. Take the kids. They got a kids area over there. They got all that good stuff. It's run by the parks department. If you want to ride your street bike, have at it. <laughs> <laughs> Get your gixer out there on. That might uh, be a short ride. On trail number A, a trail letter A. Go out there and have a good time. But uh, they're going to use the entire park out there for this five k dealio, and it's they got the map online now, and it's going to be it's going to be pretty cool out there. And uh, if you happen to do see uh, Sasquatch, please, by all means, get lots of pictures because we'd like to see them. I know I would. Maybe Wouldn't we you? could get you a suit and let you go run around out there. Mm, you know me, and uh, I'm not, I don't want to do that. Why not? Well, you know, there's a lot of people out there. You in might the get that one guy that wants to be famous. Like me. There's a lot of guys out in the woods that are like me. <laughs> so. <laughs> I'm not going to be that guy. Ah, dude, did you see the video of the guy that was laying next to the road in the bear suit? Have you not seen that no. one? You talk about either the stupidest human being on the planet or a guy's got huevos the size of 50-gallon oil drums. Because I'm serious. It's a bear suit that's made from an actual bear skin. So it has an actual bear head. And he would lay next to the road and people would pull over. And they would be like, oh, I, th I think he's hurt. You know, I think he got hit by a car or something like that. And, of course, inevitably, somebody, to it. somebody's going to get out of the car and go over and investigate it. And when they do, he stands up, you know, does the whole thing. <laughs> and people just go take it off. I was like, dude, you are nuts. I mean, seriously nuts to go do something like, <laughs> like that. There's okay. one In other words, this goes back to the whole uh, Diego lookup uh 
you know, the the state parks and let's get out of our truck and run at the three ton bison. bison. Yeah. <laughs> kind of deal. Nice. Go see if he's okay, George. There was one where the woman was uh Go filming check it. on him. She was filming it with her phone and she was saying Oh, I think he got hit by a car. I think this guy's, I think he's going to go over there. And he looks like he needs to be put down. That was my concern. I was like, dude, some guy, you know, that's trying to do the right thing, comes out there, sees this wounded barrel on the side of the road, you know, and, you know, puts a, puts a bullet in the guy, you know, and uh, I was just putting it out of his misery. Wait a minute. It's not a real bear. Mm-hmm. And uh, he ended up dead, but, um, she was sitting there filming it, and a guy got out of his truck, went over there to go check on it. And when he did, he stood up, and it was it was pretty funny. I don't know. I mean, I have want, you ever had to do that before? I don't want to take. Uh, I, I did put a deer down. I actually, uh, I've had to do it with a deer. I've never had to. That's the only thing I've ever had to do it with. I didn't have to do it on a deer per se. The one that I had to do it on was a domesticated animal, mm-hmm. and the uh, law enforcement officer couldn't bring himself to uh, do it. So. I did it. So he, he gave you permission to discharge? He gave me permission to stand there and do what I had to do. And then he uh, said, is it done? Is it good? All right, get in your car. Get out of here. Let's go. Let's get out of here. <laughs> and I was like, okay, dokie. And uh, we left. Yes, sir. So, um, yeah, he couldn't bring himself to do it. So I was like, I'll do it. No problem. I can do this for you. I didn't think of doing the old, uh, you know, FWC thing. So if I do it, do I get to keep it? <laughs> One of those things. Uh, you know, Farmer Johnson may want that back. Well, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. No, was it uh, edible domesticated animal? Yes. Oh, edible, there you go. Edible domesticated animal. So. Oh, yeah. Wanton waste. You don't want to be. I had to leave it. I thought about going back, but then I thought I'd I get in a lot of trouble. I Done a U-turn. And made a, right yeah, back. I can see you. Five minutes later, you see him pulling <laughs> back. back. Cooler and a, and no, a bone a saw. And a, I, I have gone so far as to go get newspaper to line the bottom of a car. <laughs> I have gone to get trash bags. I have gone to get. The only the only thing that saved my situation was my mother and father-in-law and me and Lori and all of us were at the woods going into town to get dinner. And a deer ran into the side of their car and, of course, broke his back and crawled off into the bushes. So we took care of it. Um, and I was, like, sitting there thinking to myself, okay, well, I guess I got to go back and skin a deer. No, we're we're hungry. We're going to eat. Well, of course, by that period of time, from the time we went and got something to eat and all that, she called my cousin, and my cousin apparently called their pastor that who – they needed some meat, so I graciously <laughs> donated the roadkill yeah. to your pastor. That's not- <laughs> so, That's nice. well, no, they did. It was their pastor. So, <laughs> of course, my wife's like, "You're not eating no deer that got run over by a car." I'm like, honey, "Why not, honey? <laughs> jalapeno and cheese sausage. That's all I gotta say, dude. I mean, as long as it's fresh, what's what's the problem?" Uh, I, and I tell people, I can get a deer cleaned and on ice or cool faster than when it's hit by a car than if I shoot it out in the middle of the woods, have to work to now, get it out of the woods. Yeah. You've done that before. Now, let me ask you, and then one of my cousins told me he did it one time, and he said he would never eat another roadkill or deer hit by a car because it just... 
beats the meat up and all that stuff like that. Well, you you lose a ham sometimes or a shoulder. Uh, you're lucky when they they take it to the head or something, <laughs> you know, and and you're not losing a bunch of, of meat, but. See to you, me though, you're you put that what you can. To it, me, you it, put that in a cooler, salt it, and soak it for about two or three days, and get the blood and all that out of it, and you make could it probably solve some of that. Oh, you could, but I'm just if you can get three quarters of that deer. Oh yeah, you're you're in great shape. Cody's got to eat too, Jonathan. Come on, don't yeah. be greedy. No, yeah. and, you know, I, Cody's need to eat a bullet. I still one of the greatest memories I have is Carl the Wonder Tech coming back from the CMA Awards in our. Our radio station mobile studio, WQYK mobile studio, pulls up in the front of the radio station and goes, hey, man, come and help me get uh, some stuff out of the out of the truck. And I was like, okay. So I come down there and open the door, and here's this eight-point land. Well, <laughs> Inside the mobile studio. Listen. He got hit by a car, two cars ahead of him, and uh, flipped up in the area, laying on the side of the road. And they were like, the only thing he pulled over, is everybody okay? Yeah, we're okay. Is anybody going to keep this? And they're like, no. We're not. And he goes, all right. <laughs> All I can say for those law enforcement officers out there is talk to the people who have the body bags. They work great. You can sit (laughs) one right in the back of a cruiser. (laughs) And then then donate it? Is that what you're saying? And drop it off at your house? That That is Bill George. (laughs) Is it? Do you have to have You still have to have a hunting license to keep it, right? No. You don't? I thought you had to. Roadkill. No, no, listen. I thought fishing game had to be called. There had to be an accident report or whatever, and then they would uh, be able. To, you could you could no. volunteer to take it away. No. What do you mean no? You don't even need a confirmation report in the uh, deer harvest. Oh, log. great. So I'm driving down 75, and someone ping pings a doe off on the side of the road. I don't have a doe tag. I don't have anything like that, and I fling it in the back of the truck. Would I'm you driving like back. that? Would you like that, ma'am? No. Do you mind if I have it? Sure. Well, what Wait. if she says no? What if Wait. she says, I don't want you to have it? Maybe no, she's she an animal rights can. person. If, and if she wanted to have it. You're, he's just basically saying you're being polite. No. <laughs> they, 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 they got the damage. They can have the deer. So if you, you have to ask them, say, ma'am, are you going to keep this deer? That's, that's what our etiquette is. And if she says no, then you say, well, then I'm going to go ahead and I take it. I will put it. it to good use. Yes. I, I won't let it go to waste. I guarantee yeah. it. Yeah. Okay, but you don't need an FWC. Or Perfect that? song. I thought nope. the best thing to do was to call them, make sure that. Oh, you're the right. best thing to do. Yeah, go ahead, call them. You have it on record. If there's a police report, get a copy of the police report. I'm just telling you because I don't want to get pulled over and I got a dead doe in the back of the truck and they go, "Where'd you get this? It's not deer season." Buick. Oh, yeah. Buick. <laughs> got off the side of the road. Yeah, sure. All right, we're gonna take a break. And it's the Big and Wild Outdoors. We are brought to you by G Five Feeding Outdoors and Brandon Ford. Shot up or nothing. Hour three is coming up.